you're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. <laughs> Tom, Tom, run. <laughs> what? We're on. We're on what? We're, we're recording, bro. <laughs> like, like on? Yeah, like on on. Dude, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta tell me when we're doing this. I'm gonna have a mouthful of gummy worms here, man. <clears throat> Welcome back. It's the guy with the faces for radio and a mouthful of gummy worms. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. <laughs> and he is and Tom. You know who I am. I'm Tom. So chewing We're there. on that sort of delay tonight, so I thought I had a second. I thought I had a second. Um, yeah, no, apparently not. Okay, we're good. <laughs> wow. Two gummy worms are really hard to chew when you're trying to get a podcast. Yeah, running. they are. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta, I mean... That's that's on me, I guess. Like, it's that time of tonight. Like, I should have known. Um, but it's not like we have like you know a green light or a red light that's uh, blinking when we're recording. So I'm gonna I'm gonna place uh, blame on our our, our uh, relatively low budget setup here yeah, on probably. my end. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I I'm the only one who can see everything that's going on. So I'm like I'm like taking away. It's like, all right, whatever happens, what is, is what happens over here. So we'll we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, we will always see what happens. Yep. Um, Chris, mm-hmm. did you know? Oh no, let me let me see here. What was? Um, uh, what do you call it when Batman gets hurt? Bruised Wayne. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. One. What do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Very good. All right, sorry. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Had to throw a few out there. Had to throw a few out there yeah. uh, to make up for my wonderful intro. So um, anyway, here we are. Um, Chris, I know we we're on a, just a doozy of a delay here, but uh, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the division standings for the MLB. And then we've got a lo- another short little food uh, segment we're going to get into. And finally, we're going to finish off with a top five. Um, top five NFL ham- halfbacks, not handbacks, halfbacks of all time. Yeah, this is kind of a doozy of episode because we're fighting internet from two boofu nowhere areas. I mean, Tom always claims he's in the middle of nowhere more than I'm in the middle of nowhere, but we still are in the middle of boofu nowhere in terms of internet connection. So we're going to see what happens. I just had a guy out today to check it out, too. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably took the stick, poked the internet, said he's working just fine, and went right back to his job. That's exactly what he did. That is exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So MLB stands. We didn't do these last week, so we're going to give you guys a quick two-week update. Uh, in the AL East, nothing changed. It's still the Rays in first with Orioles in second place. I, shocker to all of I think Tom thought the Yankees would be in first. And the AL, I thought the same thing probably. But then the Yankees got all banged up, and it's just the Rays are the Rays, and sometime, sometimes magic happens. And the AL Central, it's still the Twins as the only team above 500 in the Central, which is a – 
bad division. Now, like the NL Central is any better, but we'll get to that later. In the NL West, the Rangers are in first place with the Strohs taking over, taking the Angels. Thank the good Lord they've overtaken the Angels because the Angels, uh, we need them to suck so that Shari Tani is traded and the Cubs can try to trade for Shari Tani before free agency so we don't have to try to then outbid everyone at the same time. So maybe we get lucky. So Angels start sucking now. In the NL East, the Braves are in first, as Jawa predicted. Said so the Braves are going to be the team to beat in the East. The Mets are struggling, but they're still within four and a half games. The Central is a, is basically everyone's trying not to win the Central at this point in time. The Brewers are in first, tied with the Pirates. Cubs are four and a half back because they did not play yesterday. So they got back into third place because they did not play and everyone lost. So the Central is a garbage dump. Because it sucks. And the NL West, the Dodgers are back to being the Dodgers. are up a game and a half on the D-backs. So, Dimebacks are no longer a team we make fun of, Tom. That is the A's, who are at 10 and 39 in the NL West. Sorry, I forgot to bring that up. They, the A's are bad. So, um, not much has changed in terms of standings. But, uh, yeah, the A's are really bad at the baseball. Even though the Cubs have been the second worst team since, like, April. Because they're, they're, they're neck and neck with the A's right now in terms of uh, results. We'll, we'll put it that way. The Cubs are not getting results, despite the fact they should be eight games better than their uh, record indicates based on their run differential. Tom, did I lose you? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me at all, man. Like it's, I've been trying to talk but it's it's yeah it's it's bad it's bad tonight yeah i got you now yeah so yeah go ahead tom take it away are we already into the we're already into the foods i know i went over standings i was just waiting for your commentary about how what happened with standings i lost it oh hey i lost tom tom you there I, I did it on purpose i did oh. it on purpose i did it on purpose oh good i don't know if you can hear me better but like i'm turning off video Gotcha. I've had enough, man. <laughs> We're at that Call point tonight. Um, we are we are at that point. Golly, man, I, I have had enough of Frontier Internet. Like that's just they really grind my gears. I'm done. I'm done. I even had I. What's all right? So here's the thing. I had the battle of the internet providers out today. Okay. Um, so uh, my current internet provider was supposed to come out in the morning to fix my connection because it's been horrible for the past few weeks. And the other guys were supposed to come out tomorrow uh, from the competitor to see if I could get a good signal. Uh, well, they both showed up to my house at the same time this <laughs> afternoon. Um, so I had one guy inside my house fixing my router, my modem, and I had another guy on my roof trying to get a signal from the water tower. So, uh, yeah, that's that. And, and you know what? Because we are at where we're at right now with how crappy my internet is tonight uh it's clear that nothing is going to work no so like not my current state bad and obviously if they have to get on my roof to get a whisper of a signal it's not good for the competitor either so i am stuck with um a potato with a pet rock for an internet <laughs> so um here we are hey yeah lee man it like, is what it I, is I'd, man i'd be better at almost I'd almost be better off sending you a smoke signal just to, <laughs> to for my dialogue in the pod, podcast tonight. Like, just record that on YouTube, and that'll be that'll be my half of the podcast. <laughs> um, 
I I don't even know what to say about the standings because I also lost half of what you said. Oh great! Um, just a doggy doo doo one. So anyway, I'm just gonna say things. Um, Ray's cool twins. Yeah, whatever. Rangers, oof. Um, Braves, we all right. Brewers, meh. At least we're ahead of the Cardinals and uh, Dodgers doing yeah. Dodger things. Yeah. Um, Dodger dog, Dodger bat, yeah. um, Dodger ranch, Dodger ball. I mean, that's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's my commentary on the standings. But... All right, man. I don't know. I, the, there, I would say the train is off the tracks, but I don't think the train. There are no the tracks. Station. That's that the the, uh, the the tracks are on fire. The train is on fire. Everything's on fire, and we're in hell. Um, no, 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 no comment about a certain secretary in the U.S. government. No comment. <laughs> we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Uh, what's uh, I, I took that? That was like. Oh, such and such is like riding a bike, except the bike's on fire and you're on fire and everything's on fire and you're in hell. It's the, yeah. yeah. So um, that's what this podcast episode has been like tonight. It's like the internet's on fire. The, we're on fire. Everything's on fire. Right. Um, so I'm not even going to segue. I'm just going to go into the next step, the next segment. Um, foods we Ooh. used to be skeptical of. Um, yeah. So we got through baseball. Woo. And now we're going to go to like, foods that we used to be like nah i don't like that but didn't really try or foods we didn't like for sure didn't like and then now that we're adults and um have two taste buds sweet and salty and um then now that we like them or something i don't know um so i'm gonna get us started off with um vegetables it's a boring one but like I don't like vegetables, but I eat them now. I used to be completely like against tomatoes. I still don't do onions. Oh, Here's, all right, I'll throw everything out there. But like, I don't. I I my wife and I have the perfect relationship because she loves onions and hates tomatoes, and I love tomatoes and hate onions. So if there's something on each, like a sandwich or a burger or something that that is like onion tomato. She'll just get double onions on hers because she'll take mine and I'll get double tomato because she'll get hers. Like the, that is one. But here's the thing. I once asked for a chicken sandwich with no onion on it with a side of onion rings. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They were looking at you cross-eyed. <laughs> you, you know what? If it's if it's battered and deep fried, I'll eat just about anything. But um, so that was that was one that like it was um it, I, I used to be like, oh, tomatoes, whatever, and now I actually really like them. So. I, I hear, I hear, I'm actually, I've always been a big tomato, onion, pickle guy on my burger, so that hasn't changed. But for me, something that you would shock you, I wasn't a big mashed potato guy because I'm a texture eater, so mashed potatoes has always been oh, yeah. a consistency thing. So I always looked like that, it looks funky, and that doesn't look like a French fry. I'm not sure if I like it or not. Now, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I like the mashed potatoes, provided it's not like too soupy. That, that's kind of the thing. If it's, if it's super, yep. no bueno, if it's lo more lumpy-ish, I'm good with it. Okay. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't say, like, anybody really likes soupy potatoes. Like, but yeah, um, I get the, yeah, I get the texture thing, for sure, man. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I've, I've grown to, like, I was the same way, like, it, except I always liked mashed potatoes, but I liked them chunky. 
um, like you do yeah. before, but I've gotten more to where like I like creamy potatoes now too. But I think it's because I I like adding all the bad stuff into it, like cheese and ah, yeah. um, cheese. cream cheese yeah. and yeah. milk and all the all the dairy, all the butter, dairy, all that, the dairy. That so would um, explode my stomach. That's what it is, among other things. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, all right, another one for me. Um, for a long time, I, I and I still am not like huge on it, but um, kind of going back to that texture mm-hmm. thing that you said and, and consistency is dips. Like, I don't, I still don't like things like guacamole and mm-hmm. stuff, but like. I used to be like no dips, no nothing. I still have yeah, blue cheese, not a thing in my mind. It doesn't exist. But um, like uh, French, oh, is it um, French French onion? Yeah, French is onion. No, dip, yeah. yeah, French onion dip. Um, like chips, chips and French onion dip during during bowl game season is like key. So um, I, that's like a, a staple for me. Like, like, uh, chips and French onion dip, and um, I used to be just like, oh no, it's it's stinky. It's it's yogurt with that's that's tastes like salty and oniony, and like no, it's not good. But now like, oh okay, yeah, no, I, I, I like that. Yeah, and I'll I'll eat massive scoops of it with chips. So that's another one. And Again, I, that texture thing. Uh, I hear you because pairing off of dips, sauces like the Big Mac sauce, I was always skeptical of. Uh, the the Canadian sauce you get Canes, I would be skeptical of like mm-hmm. ten years ago. Now I'm like, dude, give me the Big Mac sauce, give me the Cajun sauce you get Canes. I'm good with it. I love the must the sauce. I don't know why I didn't like it before. I think it's kind of, I heard there's mustard, and I said nope, nope, don't like mustard. Not going to try it. Now I'm like, eh, it's pretty good actually. It's not just straight up yellow mustard, so it's pretty good actually. Yeah, that's what I found with some things too. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I, I still don't do mustard all that often. Like, I, I won't I avoid it like the plague if it's on something, but I just won't ask for it if it's an option. Um, but, like, uh, if there's, like, a honey mustard type of thing or if there's a mustard in a, a sauce or something like that, yeah, I, uh, I, won't, uh, I won't avoid it as much as, like, I used to kind of in the same vein that you um, were, were thinking there. It used to be. Um, but, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I think we're on the same page that, like, straight up yellow mustard no not a not a fan not, not a, fan. a fan but no. um sticking kind of so, uh somewhat close to the also uh real quick before we move on did you know that you can when you go through mcdonald's even if you don't get a big mac you can order a side of big mac sauce yeah we've been through this before this, I, is, this, I, this is one of our foodie things we've <laughs> been through this on the i as as i was saying that i'm like i've i've been here before deja <laughs> i've said this yeah. but they upcharge fire. It's it, it is it is a hundred percent upcharge from what it was two to three years ago. It used to be twenty five cents. You could get a side of Big Mac sauce. Now it's fifty. Really breaking the bank. Anyway, oh my goodness. Um, Jeez. So, <laughs> for a little cup of sauce. Anyway, um, kind of sticking in that same world of um, sauces and condiments. I never did ranch. I used to gag at the smell of ranch yeah. now i'll have it on everything and which you know me i'm kind of like a pizza purist i'll even put it on pizza every once in a while pizza rolls um nuggets fries um 
Yeah, it, it, there's not a whole lot that it doesn't go on that's a savory food. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've even been known to put it on a hot dog. It's yeah, oh I, I know, ah. I know. If you if you could see my face, it's really apologetic right now. Ah, oh, golly, ranch, that and mayo. I avoid like to play to this day. Just one time, man. It was one time at band camp. Can't do um, it. Can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Mayo, mayo's one of yours. Mayo can't do it, won't do that. I heard it from my dad. None of the, none of us in the family. My mom's the only one who had mayo. Everyone, everyone else avoids like the dang plague. We would, if you showed us mayo, we would run. Like it's like cucumbers for some people. We will run from mayo. We hate the stuff. I don't know what it is, but we can't do mayo. What about what about Miracle Whip? Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. I- What's the, is there a difference between Miracle Whip and Mayo? There's not much. I, I, I've tried, they, I think we were forced to try both. And I said, there, there's not much of a difference. And if there is one, I don't care to try taste it anymore to, to try to find it. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> yeah, no bueno. All right. I got to I got to I got to look this up. Okay. Um, while mayonnaise is tangy and rich, Miracle Whip is uniquely sweet because it contains added sugar and a blend of spices, including mustard, paprika, and garlic. So, yeah. really, there's no difference. Yeah, not much of a difference. So, my taste <laughs> said, nope, this is the same. This is close enough to the same thing. Not happening. Go away. Never again. Please, no. Also, it's in, this, it's in the same aisle, the same shape of jar. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still, again, like, I'm not a huge sauce guy so like i still that's one of those things that i'll put a very thin layer of mayo on like a burger or a sandwich or something like that but like i'm not gonna dollop a huge thing on there um so yeah no i i I get it dude i get it i'm trying to think of of other things that like now so i guess there's one all right not like the biggest but like one that i used to be like oh why would i ever want to try that was um, just the name rice pudding. Okay. Yeah. And my, my wife made it for the first time earlier this year. And oh my gosh, I don't know if it's just the recipe that she made or what, but it's like one of my new favorite things. And like, like I can definitely tell you some people will not get over a texture thing with it. Cause I can definitely tell like, it's that like soft rice kind of sticky sort of, um, thick type of, I mean, it's, it's like, a thick rice soup almost but it's very sweet um so i can definitely see how like some people uh, with the texture side of thing definitely wouldn't go for it and that's what was like holding me back even when she was saying tell me try it try it try it I'm like i don't know and then i did I'm like why did i ever doubt you <laughs> hey good hey that's a good lady right there i can't think of much other foods i'm like skeptical of that i don't that, I, that i'll that i'll eat now because most like like you said vegetables, I'm not skeptical of. I just don't eat them unless they're presented to me. <laughs> I will eat the vegetables. I'm just not going on my way to find them, all right? That's my thing. Like, I will eat the vegetables if they're in front of me. I'm just not going to go on my way to find them, all right? That's just how I am. Hey, I didn't say I was going out of my way to find them. I'll tell you that. I, yeah. I, I, I better and deep fry my onions. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going looking for vegetables anytime soon. I mean, um, you give me asparagus. I'm just saying, carrots, I'll take your. Carrots. I'll take your tomatoes. Yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll eat whatever vegetables you throw in front of me. Maybe it's not not cauliflower. I don't know why, but cauliflower. I can't do that either. But there's, I will eat the vegetables in front of me. Oh, that's what it's red beans. I used to not eat red beans. I could do green beans, not red beans, but I'll do red beans now and refried beans. 
both those I said no way. Ah, okay, okay. I, I used to not like either of those. I'm like, oh, these are pretty good. Refried beans, though, you have to be careful of because that, that they're that the way they come in is the way they come out. So you gotta be careful with refried beans. Oof, <laughs> oof, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. It's even the right color. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. All right, internet. so there's. <laughs> um, so let's see one, one thing that. It's, it's not like I was skeptical of the food group because I didn't know it existed and not food group, but like, I didn't think of it ever as something that I would cross paths with, but I was in Spain on that, um, breakaway study abroad. Um, I don't even, I think we had just like, I don't even know if we were really like hanging out friends yet at the time, because it was that one semester, um, second half of my freshman year. So we like, we, we were still getting get to know each other at the time but like that summer between freshman and sophomore yeah. my freshman and sophomore years when you and I started to become better friends um the uh we were over in Spain and um just looking at the menu one day for lunch and everybody was like Ugh, oxtail Ugh, oxtail <laughs> and but I was the only I was the only guy student on the trip so and so somehow this 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 other group of girls convinced me to try it almost like on a dare and so i was like fine whatever i'll try it oxtail it's just beef it's just ah, beef. so it's, gotcha. like, it's not like it was like i was skeptical of it but the whole group was like oh it's, it just by name alone it yeah. sounded weird but you try it's just like it's it's just it's the tail of a cow that's yeah. all it's just a different different cut of meat it's not yeah. <laughs> it's not great it's not bad it's just there so gotcha. that was one that is like I tracked it up in maybe one of my adventurous food, um, event like uh, experiences, but like it's not something I was ever going out of my way to avoid. You're like, oh no, I'm just gonna take anything else but that on the menu. It's like, oh sure, whatever, it's there. Gotcha. It sounds like Gary Tail when uh, my uh, youth group went to New Orleans for the National Youth Gathering for Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. The girls, her Gary Tail, they all freaked out. Me and another guy, mm-hmm. said, oh, we'll give it a try. And like, oh, this tastes like chicken. It's very good, uh, but the one I was I was gonna ask. I, I've heard it tastes like chicken. It does taste like chicken. It, it's like it's eerily similar. Like, are we sure we didn't just get chicken on a stick and they just said it's Gary? Are we sure that that's not what happened here? Are we sure we didn't get hustled by Louisiana? But you know, that, that that's always the thing I worry about down knowledge. You might get hustled, so you gotta be careful about that. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'd be hilarious if you found out later that, like, you paid $18 for Gator. Oh, no, it wasn't was 18 bucks. It was, like, five bucks. It was, like, it was, like, a, <laughs> it was, like, it was, a, it was like, a food card vendor guy. So, like, all right. That's what it made, oh, okay. So, I think it's, like, Jiggins is a food card vendor, but, cause, again, Chicago, you, the food card vendors are always more legit sometimes than some of the restaurants. So, yeah, so... My, my, I think it was yeah. legit, but I'm not sure. I, I'm still questioning whether or not that was legit. Right. It tasted so much like chicken. Hey, you live to tell about it, so there's that. So yeah, at least you got Nick going for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good point. I'm just speaking from like the Illinois State Fair, which maybe is not the place that you want to try Gator, and I didn't. But like I, I saw it every year growing up, like yeah. Gator on a stick, Gator on a stick. It was right next to pizza on a stick. Yep. I'm like, why does everything have to be on a stick? Um, but uh, it was always like super expensive. So I was like, you know what? Two factors is like, we're not in the South where Gator might be fresh and it's really expensive. I'm just going to go and find actual chicken. <laughs> there you go. 
And so they had They probably butchered the chicken out back. Yep. Very true. Very true. So there you guys have there's some of the foods that we were skeptical of, but now we're okay with it. Some foods we are still skeptical of, but we try anyway because we gotta try at least once to see what happens. No, you gotta you gotta ride the lightning every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, ride that lightning, man. <laughs> Carry it over from last week. There we go. Yep. Alright, so we are gonna go into our next segment, which is Top five. I don't know. I tried to go for a thing. Top five. Um, so we're going to look at the top five NFL halfbacks of all time, or as I started to say earlier, NFL handbacks. Um, but, uh, Chris, I'm, I'll go ahead and I'll kick off the um, segment. And then uh, because I, I'll, I'll, I'll be right up there, I didn't. I dropped the ball this week. It's kind of a busy week personally. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you texted me today, Hey, I had I had a hard time coming up with my top five. I was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing that tonight." Um, so I had one of those moments where I was just like, like the kid that forgot to do his homework until yeah. right before class when everybody reminded him that there was homework. Yeah, yeah that was me this afternoon. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and just like give color commentary to yours. But um, the reason that we wanted to do this segment was on Thursday, May 18th of this year, 2023, NFL Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown passed away. Um, and just a, a legend of a, a running back, legend of a, a player and a man. Um, I mean, really, he was like, um, he, he was larger than life in, in a lot of different ways. And so um, we, we felt like we, we got to talk about this. It's relevant now. We haven't talked about that before. We've done running or quarterbacks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's uh, – Jim Brown, great guy, great running back. Um he was also a civil rights activist and an actor. Yes, he was um, an actor. And so he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you, that I would say better than than like Gronk type of acting, yeah. um, or or Tom Brady, um, or any, like he he actually tried his hand at acting, yeah. um, and and was yeah that good enough that he was uh, it was on his his. Uh, like credentials, his oh, yeah. his credits for his life. That he was like, he was an actor. He didn't just act. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like he he really did a lot. He had his hands in a lot of different pots and um, did things really well. And when he did them, he put all of himself into it. Yes, so um, the the greatest of which I think was was football because. Yes. That's where we and and many many others saw him, um, or have seen and heard of his. And so, um, in honor of Jim Brown, uh, we are going to break down the top five running backs of all time. Chris is going to give his list. We're going to talk a little bit about it, and um, I guess without further ado, Chris, what do you got? All right. So number five is where we're kind of going to do the honorable mention stuff as well because number five for running backs, top five running backs of all time is um, impossible. I should say because the one through four, I'm firmly sure I'm correct, and you're not going to move from my position on those one through four and how I have them ranked. Five is where I say uh, I don't know. This guy sounds good. And so I went with Ladanian Tomlinson. He is the only guy from this list that we were alive to see his actual prime. 
and he played 11 years in the NFL, nine with the Chargers of San, of San Diego, two with the Jets, which were forgettable years. He's seventh all-time in rush yards at 13,684, second all-time in touchdowns at 145. I believe he broke Priestel's record for touchdowns in a season with 30, which was insane. Uh, he was a phenomenal receiving back as well, kind of like Walter Payton or Marshall Falk. Uh, he's a one-time MVP, six-time All-Pro, three times first team, and six-time Pro Bowler. He was excellent for a good, like, six, seven-year run with the Chargers. And I think he had eight straight seasons of 300 touches with the Chargers. So he was an absolute dog of a running back. And there's a lot of guys you can put ahead of him, but I had to put him on this list to bring some from our era onto the, onto the list. Absolutely. Um, and you and I were talking a lot about this before, that – um, there's quite a few guys to mention in this area of the list. Ladanian Tomlinson, LT, yeah. um, had a lot to bring to the table, especially like you said, like he was an active um, player during our lifetime that we can recall and, yeah. and, and see his his dominance at times. And who could forget the like the iconic black visor oh, on his white so Chargers helmet? Yeah. So sick. I mean, it, that was like every kid wanted to have one, but oh, of yeah. course, you know, when you're that young, you can't. Like every kid was like, "That's the coolest thing ever." It's like, yeah. So um, that was awesome. Another guy that we talked about, definitely not like a top fiver, but um, worth noting because of his longevity, he broke a lot of records um, and and got up there in the top five or ten of a lot of records. Was Frank Gore? Yeah. Because what was it like? Sixteen seasons. Twenty. I think he sixteen. Was it twenty? Yeah. No, because it was. Because um, he 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 got drafted in two thousand five. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Um, it was only sixteen. And then it yeah. was was it twenty one or twenty? Yeah, it was, was twenty. Twenty twenty was the last season. Twenty twenty. So sixteen yeah. seasons. Um, over sixteen thousand rushing yards. Yep. Uh, so like he he was, yeah, third of all time. So he, I think just by nature and again we're not saying like it needs to be a hall of fame it needs to be at the top five but like i think by the nature of how long he spent in the nfl he put his mark on history because he was around long enough to break records which doesn't happen for running backs because running backs usually get you know five to ten years yep. to do what they got to do at most like ten these days ten is almost unheard of for um, a modern running back. Right. So for him to be in the league for 16 seasons, um, I mean, he was just built. You know, he was, he was all head and shoulders. He was no neck. Yep. Um, so like that 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 helped. It just built like a brick wall. So uh, he, I think that, that added to his durability was just <laughs> yeah. his stature. But I think by the time he left the NFL his son was getting ready to go into college or was yeah, getting ready to he was. he was playing in college, getting ready to go to the, in the NFL. Was like, he was almost close enough to playing with his son in the NFL. That's really cool. Um, not that that, again, that that's a, a reason to put him on the list, but I thought, like, Hey, he's, he spent enough time in the league. He's made his mark. Yeah. Another guy I thought about, but didn't was Marshall Falk, who, uh, as we all know, great show mm -hmm. on turf. He was fantastic. He was great with the Colts before he went to the Rams. But he's well, more well-known for what he did with the Rams. But, again, his flash was so short that you can't put him on the list because it was like a like a three, like a four or five-year window where he was Marshall Falk, where you said he, he was Superman. He did everything. But it was so short. 
that he's like, uh, can you follow this? Not really, because it's just a short, condensed window. That's why they make Milus as well. Um, you have any other? Yeah, uh, and there was uh, there there was a year that for Halloween, uh, um, all the the kids that were Rams fans were Marshall Falk, yep. and all the kids that were Bears fans were Brian Urlacher. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> that was that was like how they how they how that went one year just because that was you know that was the big thing um i I, not like honorable mentions for the top five list but i think we were were talking about there's so many um so many guys out there that they are either in the hall of fame whether um it's the hall of really good or or not but they um they were memorable for one reason or another in um, NFL history, like Franco Harris, uh, the Immaculate Reception, um, just like guys like that. And so I'm, we're, we don't have time to name all of them because there's probably dozens that you could come up with that made their mark in some way. But like that's just a handful. So I, I don't think I really have anybody else for that right. top five, number five, honorable mention um, type of guy. You got three more for your yeah. top five. Like you take it away, you take it away because you obviously done your research. I, we've already established that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think like, yeah, there, there's, you know, Franco Harris was, was one that I, I thought of just because like, especially in Steelers history, like, yeah, that's, that's probably you know, their top guy that they've, yeah. you know, they'll always remember him. Yeah. So um, who, who else you got though for honorable mentions? I just thought of a fourth. Sorry. I got a lot of, got a lot of names turning through my head. So the first guy I'll put out there was the man who broke the color barrier in the NFL in 1946, the year before Jackie Robinson broke the MLB color barrier. Uh, Marion Motley was a running back for the Browns. He was built like a guard, but ran like a halfback. He was literally bigger, stronger, faster than everyone on the football field. The dude was a bully and he knew he was going to take his licks after the play, because you know it was that time of it was that time period where there was gonna be some racist hick who was just gonna hand after the play because he was a black guy playing football, and he said, "I didn't get my revenge after the play. I got my revenge on the next play where I ran through that guy legally." So that's how he played football, which is yep. fantastic to yep. talk about. Um, uh, Earl Campbell, if you want to see a guy who was just a freak of nature. Watch the play where his jersey explodes off him as he's being tackled. Literally explodes into pieces as he's running through a guy. Uh, he would lower his helmet, bam, right through you. He, If he got going, you were screwed because he was 6'2", 235, a pure strength, scary guy, fantastic uh, Eric Dickerson also was the probably the one of the most graceful runners of the football of all time. Uh, the first 2,000 yard man of all time, uh, or was that OJ Simpson? Sorry, I can't remember. I, was, I think it was OJ was first, then it was ED. But I ED, think OJ was. Yeah, yeah. E, ED was the most fluid runner. He just ran with grace. You watch him, we're like, oh my goodness, that's a gazelle running. He just ran beautifully for all those yards. And lastly, on the list, Marcus Allen. I forgot I didn't have on this list, on this list because. And he was another great runner. He's a great improviser where he would just go start running one way, realize, oh, that play's not going to work, and just turn back the other way and run for a touchdown because that's how Marcus Allen ran the football. Why am I running to where all the guys are? Let's run to where there's no one. I'll just get a touchdown. It makes it a lot easier that way. Yeah. That's certainly the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a lot of names. I'm just, that's why I had such a hard time. Lot, yeah. There's a lot of guys like, I want this guy. I want this guy. I even mentioned Gil Sayers, who's a Hall of Famer. The list is too dang long to get to number five. It it's is. impossible. So, 
I'll stop there, and I'll get you guys to number four, which is going to shock some people, not those who know football. But Emmett Smith is four on this list because, well, he, he did play 15 years in the NFL, 13 with the Cowboys, two of the Cardinals. Forget those two years. They don't exist. They're imaginary. He was just getting paid to play football at that point. He could no longer run. Uh, he has the he's first all time in rushing yards with eighteen thousand three fifty five and first all time with touch at one sixty four. Uh, he's considered many to be the greatest running back of all time, but that's mainly due to his yards and touchdowns he has, not based on actual evidence. Because my my issue with having him high on this, on this list is because he had a Hall of Fame quarterback and receiver on the same team. That helps a whole lot running the football, so I you kind of lose points. In my eyes, for a running back in that in that fashion, he also only averaged I think 85 yards per game in his career, which is low for the rest of the guys on, on this list. And he he was an MVP, rookie of the year, five time All Pro, four times first team uh, All Pro, and eight time Pro Bowl. So yeah, more recognition than LT. But the next guys on this list have a lot more than Emmett Smith in terms of accolades and what they accomplished. So thoughts on Emmett Smith right. before Tom, where I maybe disrespect him a little bit, but it's only because I'm, we're talking about the, the greatest. So I got to split some hairs and put some distance between those hairs. Put some respect on my name. Um, no, I, I, where your four and three are, mm -hmm. I maybe would have switched, but given where what your two and one are, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that Emmett Smith is at four. Yeah. Um, so I, when I first saw four, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I saw the rest of your list. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, no no, complaints. Obviously, I didn't – who am I to complain? I didn't do my homework. Um, <laughs> that'd be like me coming into class. You shouldn't do that on your test, and I'm failing over here. Um, so. Hey, you know, this is NFL. This is what I do. I've, I've watched a lot of these top ten shows. I think I've seen the top ten running back shows like two different times like 15 years apart, and I'm still looking at my list. Like, yeah, no, I miss my stuff four. I think they usually have like two or three on those lists. I'm like, I, I'm always thinking that's a bit too high on that list. He's a bit too high. You got to give – he's got to lose something for having a Hall of Fame quarterback and receiver on opposite side of him. You got to lose a little something is all I'm saying. Lose a little something. All right. All right. Well, hey – Give us your number three. Uh, number three. This is by far the. This is where it gets difficult because I think I have him too low as well. I think Barry Sanders at three might be too low. He is potentially number two. He played his entire ten-year career with the Detroit Lions. Fifteen thousand two hundred sixty-nine rushing yards in those ten years. Ninety-nine point eight yards per game. That's astounding. Fourth all-time in rush yards and ninety-nine rushing touchdowns, which is top ten. Uh, he is considered by everyone who ever watched football, everyone who's got eyes, knows he's the most elusive back of all time. The number of times you watch him on highlights make defensive backs go, where did he go, where did he go, or he turns him around like a pretzel, it's astounding. He's just running, goes left, right, left, and the cornerback just falls on, on, on his butt, falls on his face. It's remarkable to watch. Uh, there's this iconic play in the playoffs against the Cowboys where he's about to be attacked by three guys. He somehow spins out of it. And one of the guys looks around like, where did he go? Where did he go? And he's running right behind the guy's back for a touchdown. It's just a iconic moment. Uh, he's also known for the Irish goodbye to his career where he just left. His contract was up and he was just gone. He then put out a retirement notice, didn't talk about his contract. He was just gone. He just retired. And I was like, wait, Barry Sanders retired? He still had more in the tank. 
And even Emmett Smith on the top 100 players of all time said, if Barry Sanders played another two or three years, he would be the only 20,000-yard rushing man of all time. He was that good. So even Emmett Smith admits Barry Sanders was the better running back. So that's why Barry Sanders was above Emmett Smith on my list. He's also a one-time MVP, rookie of the year, nine-time All-Pro, six-time first-teamer, nine-time Pro Bowl, led the NFL in rushing four times. He was a stud. Absolutely. And I 100% agree with you right here at number three. I think what you just said about how his potential, um, could, his ceiling could have been a whole lot higher, mm -hmm. and Emmett Smith even knew it. And of course, you know, there could be some just humility in, in yep. Smith just saying like, oh, he he could he could have uh, been the only 20,000. He was better than me. And I'm like, that's was. not just humility. That's not just him. Right. That's not just him being humble. That's the truth. Like, had he had he played those, you know, an extra oh, who knows what, three to five years or even two to three years, like he could have he could have he could have had a, a heck of a um final couple of seasons but just went out yeah. um went out uh, you know like you said the irish goodbye just kind of was like you know what i'm done out yeah. see no, ya yeah. no one, knew. Leave. No one knew. Not, not even not even like leaning leaving on top but leaving at the top of his personal game yeah. so like absolutely um so yeah i i like number three there um but let's talk about your number two, man. Yeah, I, I, I think this is one that we yeah. we all all love your number two. But yeah, one well, more thing about your uh, about, about Barry, uh, he he even comments and said, "Yeah, I left. I have about one or two great years left in the tank. I just felt like I should just go out while I still had those in the tank, rather than remember for sticking around too long." That was his reason, like, "Oh, mm -hmm. Barry, Barry," and his father as Hall of Fame. Been? His Hall of Fame, as Hall of Fame induction ceremony. His father said. Now introducing the third greatest running back of all time, Barry Sanders. That that's how he was introduced by his own father. So that, that his dad was a realist. Like, yep, you're the third best of all time. Yeah. <laughs> We're not calling you the greatest. You're third. But lo love that. So number two on this list, one of the two guys that Barry's father said was better than him, Walter Payton, aka Sweetness, who played his entire 13-year career with the Bears who held the rushing yards record at 16,726 up until October 27, 2002. So he was a rushing man for good, I think it was 17, 18 years. One year rushing touchdowns was the record up until 1996. He was also a standout receiver, blocker, threw a touchdown pass as well. He did everything for a Bears offense that had nothing besides Walter Payton. He's a one-time MVP. Eight-time All-Pro, five-time first-teamer, nine-time Pro Bowler, led the NFL rushing once. Yeah, Barry Sanders, Walter Payne, that's where the argument is like, if Barry played two more years, he goes over Walter Payne, no questions asked. But because there's that, does Barry, if he plays those years, would he surpass Walter? You never know injury. So that's the question mark where Walter did everything as well as be a great running back. Barry's more of the running back. Walter did everything for the, as a receiver blocker runner he was the bears offense not saying barry wasn't but walter was literally, was literally the bears offense yeah i mean the run catch block throw i mean is there anything that he couldn't do did he no. did he try to kick once i mean you might as well he might try well. it all so play db um, that's about the young <laughs> play db um Dude was fantastic. Uh, I guess yeah, D D line, uh, go for a field goal block. He probably had some of those actually. 
Uh, I'm just thinking of other things that he could do. Onside kick, yeah. Hurdle, so, hurdle the entire O line and D line at, at the end line. He did that every time. If he went for a touchdown, yeah. the line, he's going up and over everybody. Literally up and over oh, yeah. without touching anybody. It was insane. His jump, his his uh, high jump was out of this world. He was insane. Yeah, I, I think his nickname Sweetness was um, well earned. Uh, I mean, obviously, you just, you know, I'd say greatest bear of all time. Yep. Um, so he is legendary in Chicago, legendary in the NFL. And um, with him, it's just like he kept getting better and better um, because he offered more and more. You know, he wasn't just a running back. He he, he did all those other things, all the, the um, utility type of things. And so it's like, oh, man, we have a little bit of extra from this guy that, could have just been a running back, um, but no, he, he did everything. So yeah, I I love this pick. Again, um, to your point, yeah, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, the, the what could have been with Sanders, but um, Payton obviously up there for me. And uh, I I would have like had it not been for the number one, the real number one, um, like Walter Payton is is by by many considered to be the greatest running back of all time for sure, the greatest. Uh, bear of all time, but when you see who number one is, it's like, yeah, you can't really argue with that even. Yeah, uh, Walter Payne with a astounding uh, back. Uh, the number one guy on this list actually said that the first time he watched him run, it was like an eight-yard run against the Cardinals, where he ran through three, four, five different uh, Cardinals just to get seven yards, and he about jumped out of his chair. He's like, because he saw the heart, the determination, the mm-hmm. will to mm-hmm. succeed to get every yard imaginable. Never ran out of bounds. He was going to get every last yard. That meant running through someone, he would do it, and that's why he's so well respected by every running back that ever has played the game, which leads us to number one, the man that kicked off this idea for doing this, Jim Brown, who played fullback, technically is how they determined it at the time, but he's a running back. Let's just be done with it for the Cleveland Browns. Played his entire nine-year career there, which was 118 games. He had the NFL record rushing yards at 12,312 up until Walter Payne's eclipsed him on, on October 7, 1984. Uh, Jim Brown was in the audience for that game, was there for him to eclipse the record. And Jim Brown said on record, if Walter Payne was a pansy, essentially said if he was a running back who ran out of bounds, didn't run through contact and all that, just, I wouldn't have been there. But I respected Walter, so I wanted to be there for him because I loved watching him play, so I needed to be there for him when he broke that record. Also, uh, the record of 106 rushing touchdowns, which was a record up until 1987. Uh, absolutely astounding running back. Um, four-time MVP, rookie of the year, nine-time Pro Bowler, eight-time All-Pro. There was only the one All-Pro team back then. So if you're an eight-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, you're eight times All-Pro. That's how good he was. Uh, led NFL rushing eight out of nine seasons. He was the man. And the only running back in NFL history to end his career averaging 100 yards per game and almost averaged one touchdown per game in his career. The, he, Jim Brown, uh, to quote Chris Collins, was the dad playing against the kids in the backyard and was trying not to hurt the little kids while he was running the football. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Yeah. He was just that much better than everyone else on the football field. Faster. He, he, was, a cheat, he was a cheat code. Oh, he was a cheat yeah. code. I mean, he's like, he's like when you go into um, – your 
um, Madden yeah. players and you try to like Max up all the stats, stats on one guy yeah. and then you play just as that one guy. It's like that that was Jim Brown. Yeah. Like I said, he was uh, like kind of in, in my intro, I mentioned he was larger than, than life in a lot of ways. And the biggest area for that, I think, was on the field because he, I don't even think you, you can call it dominance because no one measured up. No, no one even could uh, come close to comparing at the time, especially. But when you look at like what he accomplished in the the game that it was at the time, like, and yeah, it's it's unimaginable in today's you know modern pace of play, modern style of play. He he was he was a man among boys, like you said. He was he was the dad in the backyard playing against the kids, trying not to hurt them. It's like it, this is this is the guy. I am 12. Like if he's like the, <laughs> the, 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 the bench warmers. Yeah. So, um, but, but that, but he's playing against grown men. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, six, yeah. Two I, I think, and a half at a time when the linebackers yeah. were about six foot, even he was just huge. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, yeah. The reason that we kicked off this, yeah. this whole list, this whole segment was, was that. So obvious number one and, I don't think I have found a list out there since we've been started. I've been looking at a few yeah. um, areas. I don't think that, just to say that I did anyway. Um, I don't think I have found a list that does not have Jim Brown at number one. Any list that doesn't have a number one is illegitimate. That, that that's just all there is to it. He is he. It's like saying there's another receiver better than Jerry Rice or another quarterback better than Tom Brady. Though any list that does that is illegitimate. That it's just that simple. That's how good. He was. He was the man. I think on the top ten players of all time in the NFL, like they did like top one hundred players. I think he made like number four all time players. That's how good Jim Brown was. Of all the players I've ever played, he's fourth all time. And this was like 10, 15 years ago. He was just that good. He any era, give me Jim Brown halfback. We're gonna win a lot of football games because he's just going to destroy people. You know, the Browns get a lot of flack these days for not being, um, by, you know, by and large, not being a um, credible threat in, in the NFL uh, with, with few exceptions, with few except, exceptions, just overall as a franchise. But you look at the, the history of running backs that have come out of that, um, that club, um, Jim Brown leading the pack. Like if those guys were, were staring across you, uh, you know, you're on defense there staring you down, you, you don't want anything to do with them. So you're making a business um, decision. The Browns, have, the the Browns <laughs> have not always been, the Browns have not always been the Odell Browns. So like um, they, uh, th- this was a different era of football and man, he, he was, he was just a Goliath yep. really out there. Uh, yeah, in, I, in the most positive way possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude retired because of a contract dispute with the owner Art Modell, and he was and he wanted to be a civil rights activist. <laughs> and he was just like he was just I, he's the best player in the league, and they didn't want to pay him like pay him that much. When I was like, all right, fine, I'll go leave. And like, and uh, remember the Browns. And he's franchise. still went on to do good and yeah. and and um, you know do lots of interesting things. He wasn't done making no. making an impact. No, he was not. I mean. Remember, the Browns of the Jim Brown era was the Browns that became the Ravens. Okay, we got to remember that. The, the Browns franchise we have now is the second iteration of the Browns, but they kept all the Browns records from the first Browns. So it's, you got to right. remember, you got to split your brain with like the Browns before 1998 or five, 1995. 
are a whole other franchise than the ones we have now. All right, the Browns we have now are posers at best. All right, the Browns of yore are in Ravens land. That that's just how this works, but not really. It, you gotta split your brain on this one. <laughs> right, right. So, no, that I I I liked this list, man. Um, especially because uh, I could just go along with with yours, um, <laughs> but I like like I said, I don't disagree with really anything at all um on this list so yeah I, I i think there's there's a lot of people that they might debate toward the the bottom half yeah. um, of the list like the the four five and honorable mention sort of territory right. but when you get three and above two really two one yeah. there's no question yeah uh yeah i would love to do a top five wide receivers list because that would get interesting real quick one jury race after yep. that go figure it out good luck Good luck at that one. That, that's like that's like the no-brainer here with Jim Brown and then the no-brainer of like top five sports moments in our lifetime, 2016 yeah, Cubs, yeah, right. next. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, it, yeah, so I, I think we got to do that. Give me some time so I can do my homework. You're going to need time um, on that one. I need time. I need time. I have to think about that one. I, right? I flip up that, on that, that one might be time. That might be one where we don't do – any other segment we don't do even standings we just like start to finish all right let's knock out these these top five because we're going to want to talk forever yeah yeah five through two because one we're done as jerry rice we're going to stop there and just everyone else figure it out let's line up yeah. The five through, but five through two, there's yeah, a lot of much. debatability. It's kind of like the a top ten quarterbacks list. You're really doing three through ten because one and two are done. We're done here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is trying to get into that conversation. I'll be honest, but it's like one and two. We know everything else is just figuring out. So, I, yeah. I, I like those yeah. lists. They're interesting. This one is like it's fun to talk yeah, about, and, but it's not as interesting, in my opinion. Right, and and I think I've I've gotten some feedback from a few people that listen to our our episodes and they like the top fives yeah. and i think especially when you're talking about top five player positions mm-hmm. uh or position uh, players by position um because there can be that level of um variability and and um, variety and debatability it's like that, that's supposed to be why there's conversation and i wish i could have brought that more to the table and just kind of like you know have a little bit of back and forth on the number five really but yeah, um, i think that's what i think that's what um is so likable about the top five list is because everybody could have their own top five mm-hmm. when we're talking about any position any team any moment or whatever could be top five i mean you and i had different number you know two through five for our top five sports moments yeah we did <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's so personal to people so i think that's what's what's awesome about these top five lists is you could talk to 10 different people and have 10 different top five lists depending on what you're talking about right absolutely and i, I know what we something we could do around the all-star break this year is maybe discuss a a greatest cubs team of all time like create, take the best players from the cubs franchise Ooh, and, we, take, and we build our own team make an all-star cubs roster huh? yeah like yeah and just do that maybe we and that would be fun to do because that that would be interesting for certain positions because there's some like yeah this guy ryan sandberg's second baseman but who's going to play uh, the other positions might be yeah i don't know <laughs> there's a lot well, of yeah and, and like you know depending on who you put at what positions like all of them where, where could we put that guy? Or oh man, we got two guys that could go in this position. Yeah, so that that make that make for a great episode. Yeah. Um, 
but then that also opens up to anyone else. Maybe when we do that one, um, we we ask for maybe like I, not that I you know enjoy talking about the Cardinals or yeah. the Yankees or anything like that, but find another fan mm-hmm. from another team and like you and I come up with a collective Cubs roster, and then we hear from someone else maybe like you know a Brewers or a Cardinals or a, you know whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know the best of all time maybe the red sox because that's another iconic yep. uh, franchise maybe we get like you know cubs and i don't i actually kind of thing i don't know a single red sox fan so that might be <laughs> tough but um anyway i think that's uh you know maybe getting something like that or at least like asking for some feedback in, in the comments because yeah we're, we're always going to talk about the cubs first because that's us but there's so many more iconic players around mm-hmm. every franchise out there that you could you could you know, reasonably have um, like, all right, let's talk about outfield. And you got a Cubs and a Red Sox or Cubs and the Yankees. And then you talk about infield and you talk about your pitchers, you talk about your catchers. So yeah, um, I think, um, yeah, that opens up a whole bunch of opportunities. Absolutely. So really, I think all of you probably the tens and tens of people listen to logistics and Ramis on the NFL top five running backs of all time. Foods were scheduled to go up and us planning a future episodes on the fly in the middle of an episode. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're planning future episodes and Tom wasn't prepared for the one that we're talking about. <laughs> so um, shows where, yeah, how that's going to go anyway. Um, Next episode's creation date to be decided, uh, I think partially because we've got uh, Memorial Day next week and we're, we're kind of figuring out like well, what, what we got going on because it's like Memorial Day and then close. And then, so we, we might have one next week. We might have one three weeks from now. So <laughs> depends, um, yeah. either way, <laughs> be prepared. Uh, scar. Um, be, be prepared for anything that's coming out on Facebook. I've been slacking, so I'm going to get back to that a little bit more. But until that next episode's creation date or the next time you see something on Facebook, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, stay free. Sports and More with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.